Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. It is so good to be here today. So good to see you worshiping in the house of the Lord. And it's an honor to be here today standing before you. I'm going to be sharing with you in just a few minutes uh, uh, a message kind of culminating what we've talked about for the last month. Pastor Travis asked me several weeks ago if I could come up and share about the Pathway Legacy from my vantage point, from my perspective, and I appreciate that. And I'm really blessed uh, to have such a great pastor who leads us and directs us. Don't you appreciate Pastor Travis and his leadership? As I reflected on what I would say today and kind of over the last years of my ministry here, I, I had to do it in, a, in a, the right perspective. I like looking back, but I don't want to live there. I want to be always moving and I want to always, always be appropriate in the season and moving forward. So I kind of framed everything around this scripture I found in Philippians 3. Paul says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining forward what is head, I press toward the goal of to win the prize for which Christ has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. In other words, Paul says the past is important and there are things there, good and bad, but I don't live there. What is important for me is to press forward to earn that spot in the kingdom. And I think that's where we are. So I need to give you a little history of my story here at Pathway Church. Uh, Brother Henry McDuffie hired me in 1992 which is almost 30 years this January, to come as a children's pastor. I have a picture of our first Sunday there at a Pathway Church. Hey, look, if you'll look, I do have the Chad Pesnell and the Adam Parker necklace going on there. <laughs> but he hired me to come on as a, a, a children's pastor. Um, and I began to think about what God wanted to have in our kids' ministry I knew that God wanted us to establish a, a kid's service, a worship environment like we have. And so Rhonda and I got kind of busy doing that, trying to figure out, okay, how can we make a worship experience for kids while the adults are having it? So we looked around and we found a spot that we could renovate and it was on the third floor of the kids' building. How many of you have ever been on the third floor of the kids' building? Not many. A lot of people didn't know it was there. Oh, you, it's kind of creepy, isn't it, up there? So we, we renovated it and started a little church up there for kids. And we had kids and we would have puppets and we would pray and we had adults there and you could see kids praying at the altar. And uh, as time went by, we outgrew that spot. And then after I transitioned out of kids and did other ministries, we renovated it and opened it up even more. And it was a nice area for a season until now we have such amazing facilities for our kids in that, that building next door. But we, we came here with the goal and to, to help grow our kids and to minister to them, disciple them. And over the last 30 years, uh, I've had the privilege to, to minister to hundreds of kids. And now, since then, through, through our Pathway Church, thousands of kids have been ministered to while I've been here. I have uh, had the opportunity to get to know uh, many of you over these last 30 years. I've officiated weddings 
Uh, I've done funerals and I've officiated those. I have attended family gatherings that you have had and invited me to. Uh, I have uh, played on the river, you know, with you guys. Uh, I have vacationed with some of you, I've hunted together. Um, we've worked alongside of each other. It sounds like I'm describing more of a family than a church. In all actually, uh, actuality, I am, because Pathway Church is a family. We are a family, brothers and sisters in Christ, and it's been such a joy to do life with you guys over these last years. And, and like I say, I've enjoyed every minute of it, but I'm more excited about what God has in store for us moving forward. Um, on a personal level, I have to say thank you to this church. They've been through, Rhonda and I, through some of the difficult struggles in our lives, some challenging times, and you've locked arms with us and, and prayed with us and, and supported us during her cancer journey. And, and, and through you and through the help of God and through the miracles that he's done, we're blessed. We're blessed to have you here. We're blessed that God has touched and done a miracle there. On the first day I stepped on this campus, day one, Ron and I walked in, didn't know anyone really, uh, a little apprehensive, but we were able to sit in a chair over in the, the kids' building now. This was not completed. We sat down in a chair, and it dawned on me this week, we sat in a chair that we didn't pay for. We sat in a chair that we had not invested in, and we had not given any offerings to Pathway Church. We enjoyed the air conditioner. We enjoyed the, the, the beautiful music and all that. But from day one, we were able to reap the benefits of people who had worked hard before us. And I think that's an important concept for us to remember. And as we move forward into this new season, there will be people that will come into our church who will reap the benefits of our labors. And that's just the way God created the church so that we can perpetuate the goodness of the kingdom of God. So as I begin to share these stories and some of the memories I have, I want us to realize that all those things were done for your benefit. Today, maybe it's your first time here and you're getting to reap the benefits of the work and labors of so many people. We're glad you're here. Now it's your house. You own the house. You're not a visitor anymore. You're, this is your house because of the people and, and what God has done here. So I was able to come in here and enjoy and I knew that Pathway Church was gonna be a special place especially when I started to meet the people. Uh, I knew that they had such a love for God and a love for one another. I think about the, the handful of charter members back in 1950 who set aside the paperwork to, to start Indian Springs Church of God. Families like the Dixons, the Dossets, the Stewarts, and the Davises. I mean, any of their kids and grandkids are still a part of our church today, and they have paved the way for many of us here today. I think of godly pastors that I have served alongside of, pastors like Brother Henry McDuffie, who, who took me on as a staff member, Toby Morgan, Joey Terman, and Pastor Travis, who have led in their season. And each one of them has advanced the ball and the church has moved forward through their ministries. I'm blessed to have served under each of those. But I have to give thanks especially to all the hardworking people. When I came here, it was evident that Pathway Church is a church that knows how to do things and they're hard workers. Because we would come over here in the evenings, the sanctuary was started, was not completed yet when I got here. And we would come on nights and weekends and the men would hang sheetrock and they would paint, they would do electrical. Uh, people like Owen Ham, who was an electrician who helped us with instrumental on so many projects around this place. And just all those different people that joined together so that others could benefit from the labors and 
be invited into the kingdom of God. I remember the expansion of Pathway. When I came, it was the kids building, this building under construction, and that was it. That was all the property we had. Though actually, the property line for our church ran just beside the church and on the back corner, there was about a foot between the fence and the property. And you don't cross the fence because that guy over there said, I'll never sell that property to the church. Don't say never when God's involved, amen? Hey, we were able to purchase that and enjoy it. I was here when we expanded and bought some property on the east side of the campus and we developed the admin building and some classroom space we desperately needed. Uh, from there, we, we expanded a little bit more and we, we put up a youth building. The students needed a place to worship and it's now the conference center. They outgrew that. Then we expanded a little bit more and bought the property and uh, took, took a hold of the garage that was there and renovated it for our students and added the ball field and those things. And then just about a few years ago, one of the greatest steps of faith we ever had was when we stepped forth over on Westmobile and built and renovated airport campus. Would you just thank the Lord for airport campus? And then last week, Pastor Travis showed us the plans for this campus, the new sanctuary at airport and our Baldwin County campus. And man, it's just been exciting. It's, it's an exciting time to be a part of Pathway Church. Glancing back at a glance from where we've come through, but looking forward ahead at where God is taking us on these steps of faith. And all the things I've mentioned so far, the buildings, they're wonderful. They have a great purpose. They are a house that God can inhabit. They are a container where God's presence and his is here. But as I thought about this sermon this week, I saw more of the people than I did of facilities. I saw more of the altars. I saw people that their lives were touched and changed forever. I saw the tears and I still can remember some of those things. And those are the things that make a church a church. Buildings are wonderful, but a church is a church because of its people. And Pathway Church has some of the greatest people in the whole wide world. And I'm a, a witness to that because I've seen it happen over and over. In this house, I've seen many people accept Christ. They've walked down to these altars and even some of them have raised their hand in the back and accepted Christ and I immediately began to see a change in their life. I've seen baptisms. I was talking to Pastor Cody this past week and we were kind of doing some uh, figuring and, and this year we've had more baptisms than this year than we've ever had in a single year. And I thank God for that because what he is doing, it shows that God is moving in our midst and there are many, many other stories. That in this house, I've seen people like Robert Holland. Robert Holland rode the bus when Henry May would go out and pick up kids. Robert uh, had, would come along with his brothers and sister and he would bring them along because he was having to attend to them. He accepted Jesus Christ and now today he is still a member of Pathway Church at Airport Campus. He's a nurse at USA Women and Children's Hospital. He's caring for those babies, letting the love of Christ be shown. Would you thank the Lord for kids like Robert Holland? I look out and I see a lot of stories. I see stories like, like Charmin Zellers who was healed of cancer and Zella Cowan, 
And, and Chuck, Chuck here is a, a miracle. He's here today walking and helping and, and God's been blessing. So I see in this house miracles. I see miracles like at airport campus with Sarah Nicholson. And Thursday night as I was there, I got to see that little miracle in her arms that she was holding when she was told she could never have kids because of her cystic fibrosis. God did a miracle in those lives. So this is a house of miracles. Phyllis, I remember. I remember your son-in-law on a Sunday down in the altar right about here. And God moved on him in a special way. It was kind of one of those unusual moves to God. And his family gathered around him and they prayed. And, and not to realize that in just in 48 hours he would be in the presence of God. I saw things like that and I looked back on it and I said, God, you did something there. You know, you did something. You did a prep work, a preparation. I've seen things like that in our house, and I've seen miracles like that. Uh, right over in this area here, I saw Dave and Deborah and, and uh, Linda, and they were praying for a child, and, and, a, and a word, someone came and spoke a word and said, you will have a child. And, and now today, that child is a young adult lady, a marvelous lady who attends Pathway and is a part of our church. I have seen a lot of miracles in this house. Because as they sang about, this is a house of miracles. This will always be a house of miracles. Wherever we choose to plant our house, it will be a house of miracle. Airport campus, you are a house of miracles. Baldwin County, there will be a house of miracles there very soon. And God's going to move and we're going to work and God's going to do some miraculous things. In this house, I've seen people experience some tough times. I've seen people lose their employment only to know that God opened up a door that was even better than before. I've seen God do some miracles that way. In this house, I've seen young people worship the Lord together. I've seen students worship the Lord and then go into their schools and compel people to come and, and to worship the Lord here and in the student building. I've seen tremendous kids ministry through the years for all of our leaders and how that God is touching and healing and saving kids and we're having kids being baptized. I've seen young adults worship and grow and I see that, that excellent ministry across the board has been done in this house. I've seen children grow to, to grow up to be young people, meet their spouse and start their own families. Like, the, like this little girl here, you know, she was a member of Pathway since she was so little and she's grown up and gotten married and today, what a wonderful family with Emily and Caleb and their little child and God has done that. And those are some of the rewards of seeing what God has been doing in our midst. And in this house, children are born and they know that in this house, this is where they'll begin to be discipled and taught the love of Christ. In this house, I've seen our community blessed. I've seen the community come in here by the thousands on different community events where we've given away food or we've had trunk or treat and we've done all the things, Merry Christmas Mobile and all those things throughout the years that we've done to let our community know this, that Pathway Church is a house that loves them. Pathway Church is a house of miracles. Pathway Church is here so that when they have a need, they know where to come. They are always welcome here. I've seen Pathway Church love on its city and I'm thankful for that. In this house, I've seen people save and give so that this word, this kingdom, this house could be expanded even across the oceans. I've seen people go to places like Nicaragua, Guatemala, Haiti, the Bahamas, Costa Rica, Israel, so that they can take the love of Christ and share it through feeding centers and through churches in other countries. 
I've seen our young people save up their money to go on youth missions trip. I was able to go with our youth on a couple of trips, one to Costa Rica, where we went and we worked at a church and we loved on those people. We went into the foothills of Kentucky to one of the most remote areas and poverty-stricken areas and we went and we, we worked and we, we labored and helped renovate mobile homes so the people would have a better place to live. In this house, God has used staff members to minister to us and in turn, God was able to pour into their lives so they can go out from here and minister to others. I have a couple of those I'd like to share with you right now. Hello, Pathway. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Alan Malloy, and I was the worship pastor from 2009 to 2015. And I can't believe I've been gone for six years. It's hard to believe. When my family came to Pathway, I had just gone through a particularly difficult season of ministry. And to be honest, I was close to being burned out. But from the very beginning, you embraced my family as your own. And that brought refreshment and healing that we desperately needed. And as far as the music ministry we shared, it was a match made in heaven. Those six years were some of the best in my career. And many of you were still like family to Kathy and me. Last week, I saw Pastor Travis's big vision announcement with everything you're doing at the Moffitt and the airport campuses, as well as launching a new campus in Foley. That is absolutely amazing, and I know all of you are so excited. I also know that you're uh, in a legacy series, and I just want you to know that your legacy stretches to North Georgia, because if it weren't for you, Pathway, I don't think I'd be pastoring New Life Church. You allowed me to preach and teach and practice my skills outside my area of ministry. And God used all of it to prepare for what I'm doing right now. That means that every soul that's saved, every life that's turned around, every marriage that's healed, every person who finds purpose, Pathway, you've had a part to play in all those stories and all those miracles. I'll leave you with this. Never stop investing in the kingdom. Never stop investing in your legacy. I love you, Pathway, and I hope to see you all very soon. God bless. Hello, Pathway family. What an honor it is for me to take just a couple minutes and just thank you for the investment Pathway made in my family and myself uh, several years ago. You know, we came to Pathway. I wanted to be in ministry, but honestly, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, but Pathway was patient with us. They taught us, the leadership team uh, gave us uh, confidence and, and taught us so much. And you know, when I left Pathway, my goal was to have my own church and the model was to have a great church like Pathway. But honestly, I didn't know if I could do it. <laughs> but Pastor Mack and so many of the leadership team, they seemed sure I could and they just gave me so much encouragement and so much confidence. And you know, of all the great gifts and all the things that Pathway did for us, I think probably that encouragement and confidence has been more valuable than anything else. And all these years later, you know, I still, from great family and friends from Pathway, I still get that confidence, those words of encouragement. Uh, and so when I heard that Pathway was going to be expanding and growing again, it warmed my heart because I thought, of course they should be doing this because there's got to be more young leaders and young people who are far from God who just need uh, that confidence. They need hope that God has a plan for their life too. So all I can say is thank you for what you've done for me and keep on keeping on. You're making a difference in the world. 
Thank you, Pastor Allen, Pastor Jerry, for taking time out. Pastor Jerry was on vacation. He was gracious enough to do that. So thank you guys for that. And there are, there are more. You know, I could have been up here with quite a number of other guys that uh, Pathway had a blessing in their life. And they blessed us, and now they are doing ministry. Pathway Church's generosity has blown my mind, to be honest with you. I've seen us go way beyond what I thought we could do. It's described like this. Pastor Travis has a vision beyond our resources, but when you have that, that's when people work together. That's when God begins to work. I have seen handwritten notes on tithe envelopes. And they say, this is all I had for this week. I'll try to do better next week. And they give it to the Lord. And I think, wow, what godly people we have here at our church. I have seen in this house people join small groups and be discipled to be learn to be more mature believers in Christ Jesus. In this house I have seen believers grow and now serving and leading in so many ways. Like this little girl who's always loved to sing and all our kids things and youth and students and, and she loved to sing and this morning Thank you, Taylor Stanley, for leading in worship over at Airport Campus. Airport, will you just bless uh, Taylor Stanley and Jonathan? I saw this little guy. He was here. We called him the runner because he ran everywhere. Uh, today, he is serving over at our Airport Campus as well. And he is our uptown coordinator, uh, Ranger. Would you give Ranger a hand? In this house, I saw a call from Pastor Travis. It says, we need some people who will volunteer to, to, to leave Moffitt, leave the comfort of Moffitt campus and go with us over to airport campus and plant a church. And I saw about 50 or 60 people say, I'll do that. I saw people like uh, Keith and Virginia Everett and, and Ricky and Martha and, and Mike and Jackie and some of those and others that went over there and said, we will help you get this started. And I remember thinking, oh no, I'm losing all my friends. You know, they're going over there. Or, what are we gonna do? And our tech team just got cut in half. What are we gonna do? But I saw where God has provided and God has filled those spaces and God has blessed us. So when it comes to Baldwin campus, we can do it. I'm ready. We've done it before. and God's going to help us. So I'm excited about that. I reminded in scripture about being blessed. When I look at everything we've done through God's help, things that God has allowed us to be a part of, I really think to myself, we're really blessed. We are blessed and favored. Not every church is a pathway church. There are some churches out there that are struggling. But God has blessed us. And I think about being blessed so much, then, then this scripture comes to my mind. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. In other words, God has not blessed us to be where we are today for us just to hold on to that and not do anything with it. God has not blessed Pathway Church so we can just stay for it. This is our few and no more. God says that we are to go out and take that and steward it and bless others. I have seen people in this house 
walked down that aisle that was riddled with drug abuse. You could see the visible signs in their lives. And I've seen how they've knelt at an altar here and God has delivered them. God has touched them. God has put them on a path to get their lives straight. So I have seen a lot and I'm excited about what God has done, reflecting on what God has done. But what excites me more is what God is going to do. I'm more excited about the years that are ahead of me than the ones that, that I've had behind me because they're gone. They're, they're there and there's nothing to be done about those. I'm excited about what God is gonna do. I'm excited about the work that's ahead. I'm excited about the challenges. I'm excited about the headaches of building. I'm excited about the, the meetings with the inspectors. Yeah, I'm excited about because it, it shows that we're moving forward. We're progressing. I'm excited about rising to the challenge that God has put within us because I know that at the end of that or in the middle of that, God gives us great reward. So I know that every time that Pathway Church has stepped out by faith, God has always met the need. When Brother McDuffie stepped out in faith and purchased this land to move Pathway from Indian Springs to here, it was a huge step of faith. But it was always this, if God is in it, it's gonna work. If God is in it, he will provide. And I've seen big steps of faith along and along in the church and even with airport campus, these are steps of faith. And I know that if we know that God is in it, God is gonna meet the need. Amen? Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Now therefore that the Lord your God is, know therefore that the Lord is your God. He is a faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to thousands of generations who love him and keep his commandments do we go from here? In other words, what he's saying is God has been faithful and he is going to be faithful. He's been faithful in the past, so why would I think he wouldn't be faithful in the future? So where we are, we're on a, a, in a spot in our church where there are exciting things that are going to happen. And there'll be more moments like this. We'll get, and we'll get all these things done and then God's going to speak, okay, what next? And I'm looking forward to that. My mind can't comprehend it, but I know that with God, he wants to always be using us to advance the kingdom. As pastor said a couple of weeks ago, how much is enough as long as there's anybody lost in our area, we're going to be moving forward. As long as there's one person out there that needs the Lord, we're going to be moving forward to reach them. I read a statement this week. I want you to make note of it, jot it down. It says, you can't leave a footprint that lasts if you're only walking on tiptoe. Think about it. We're not going to get anything done just kind of skirting around. But if you want a footprint that lasts, we got to march boldly. And last week, Pastor Travis did some bold marching, right? We marched and we stepped and we showed what God's going to do. We did that by faith. We did that with, with confidence and assurance. And because of that, we will be able to leave a footprint for those that are coming along. So let me ask you three questions about legacy that pertains to us as a church, pertains to you in your personal life, uh, in your work life, whatever. Here are three questions. What are you creating with your life? What am I creating with my life? What good am I doing? What, what is it that I'm doing that I can leave in somebody? I don't want to do something I can just leave to somebody. That's inheritance. We want to leave legacy. What am I doing that can be shared in someone else's life? What am I teaching? What am I developing? Who am I developing? Second thing is, who am I impacting with my life? Are there people around me that I could have a better influence on, 
that I can impact them? Maybe it's your children, your coworkers, or your schoolmates. What can I build within them, a legacy? And then thirdly, how will the world be different because of my life? How will it be different just because of everything I've done in my life? So we come to a, a spot here in our church where the vision has been cast. It's, it's before us. We're excited about it. We saw the pictures. We saw all that last week and people have been sharing that all week and it's just, they're beautiful and they're ambitious. But what do we do? What can we do to make it happen? I'm gonna give you three things. First of all, we need to pray. We need to pray that God would touch in our lives. We need to have an emphasis of prayer. And here's what I'd like for you to do. Make an emphasis of prayer that you will pray for your pastor, you will pray for your staff, you will pray for your leaders, your small group leader, uh, our kids workers. You pray that God would touch and move and use them in a mighty way. You pray that God would touch. Pray for our construction workers, that they'll be safe. Pray for all the things to go smoothly. Pray that God would just work in our favor. Pastor said we should pray this way, three things, wisdom, unity, and favor. Let's pray that God would give us wisdom in everything that we do. Give us unity, we're all on the same page, and all, most of all, give us favor. Second thing, we can serve. We can do something for the kingdom of God. There are many opportunities to do something. There is a connect card that you're given that has areas of interest that you can check. Someone will get up, contact you about where you can serve. There's a connect class that teaches about serving that you can join. There are opportunities to serve. I mentioned that we had a group of people who agreed to go to airport campus. We may have a group of you that says, I will sacrifice for a period of time. I'll drive to Foley every week and serve. It's not that big of an ask to do. I'll, I'll work and we'll serve. And, but so in, in other words, we need to build our base of workers. And this is the reason why. In the Bible, it says the harvest is plentiful. We know that. There's a lot of people out there that need Christ. And the Bible says, don't pray for the harvest. They're out there. Pray to the Lord of the harvest for the laborers because they are few. I think this teaches us a lesson that God is not gonna bless us with an abundant harvest of souls if we are not adequately prepared to minister to them. That's why you can serve. You can give of yourselves and say, I'll do this. I'll be a small group leader. I'll serve in hospitality. I'll serve in kids. I'll serve in students or young adults or cafe or merch shop, all those things. God says we can all do something. We can pray, we can serve, and lastly, we can give. Last week, Pastor challenged us to join this three-year campaign called Legacy People. Many of you did that. You've already made a pledge, and many of you have already started paying on that pledge. Some of you said, I'm gonna take this home and I'm gonna pray about it. You did that this week and you're ready. You've got it with you today. Or maybe you're here for the first time and haven't really heard a lot about our, our legacy campaign. And I've laid out a little bit about how we're going to build a new auditorium uh, at airport. We're going to expand in Baldwin County. We're going to do some things here for upgrades for community and for our young adults and, and uh, uh, junior high. But with this promise, it's just saying, I'm going to promise to do my very best to, to give, to help this campaign, to do this. And when we begin to do this together, God's going to give us favor and God's going to touch us. 
So in the next few minutes, I'm just gonna ask you to be praying, if you have not done so already, about what you can do for legacy people so that all this can come true and so that we can continue this same journey, this journey I've been on for 30 years here as part of your staff, that it will go on and on and on. This week, I heard a story of a little kindergarten student who was so excited about coming back to church today, more than usual. I can't wait to get back to church. Can't wait every day. So finally the mom asked, well, why are you so excited to go to church? Because I get to go and see all those buildings they showed us last week. She thought they would be built today and they would be ready. And I wish it were that easy. But I learned something in that is that a child can have a childlike faith. And even though we don't see anything moving outside today, it's working. There's a lot of work going on. There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of people that are giving to make it happen. Which made me think about your life. Maybe you don't see anything working in your life. Maybe God's moving and you just don't recognize it yet. So I'm gonna pray first of all for you that are here that don't know Christ. I wanna give you an opportunity to accept him today. So if you would just bow your heads, close your eyes. And if you're sitting here or at airport campus this morning or even online and God touches your heart, I wanna ask you this question. I want you just to, to be honest with me. And you say, Pastor Andrew, there's something in my life that I need God to help me with. I, I need to get straight because I wanna be a part of what he's doing in his kingdom. Would you pray for me? If you need God to touch your heart, if you need God to forgive you or touch any area of your life, just raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God, I thank you for speaking to these. And I pray, Lord, that you would just touch their hearts. Whatever area it is in life that they raise their hand for, I pray that you would touch. If they need salvation, Lord, let them be repentant of you today and accept you. Or maybe you've convicted their heart about an area. And they know, Lord, in order for them to leave a legacy behind, they need to do some things in their own heart to be a better person, a better example. And I thank you for that. And now, Lord, I pray that as we think about what you would have us to do, I thank you for those who've already given, pledged, and been so generous, so generous. And Lord, I pray that for those that, that you're dealing with right now, that you would let them see that, God, you're their provider. And if they'll step out by faith, you'll meet the need. And God, I just pray, Lord, that as we go forward as a church, as a body of Christ, let us remember our best days are ahead of us. We've had some amazing times. You've done some amazing things. But Lord, I am so excited about what you're gonna do. Because today, there are people sitting in their homes that are all around that airport campus, around Moffat campus, and even in Baldwin County that don't know you. But they'll be drawn to step into your house through these things that we're doing, through these facilities, through these programs, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would touch their lives today. And I pray for them that they would be brought into the kingdom of God. So God, help us to do our part to join hands together with our brothers and sisters 
so that we can leave this legacy for those who come behind us. So when they step in this place, it's theirs with no investment other than what we have made for them. In Christ's name we pray, amen. We just thank the Lord for what he's doing at Pathway Church. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us give. We'll see you next week.